So hello, everyone. I'd like to welcome all of you to another installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. My name is Lee Nichols, and I'm the editor-in-chief and associate publisher of Hydrocarbon Processing Magazine. Well, we have a very special guest joining us on The Main Column podcast today, Dave Lobser, who is the senior staff consultant for KBC, a Yokogawa company. Today, we're going to be discussing the importance of shift handover and, of course, ways to optimize it. So with that, without further ado, I want to go ahead and get Dave in here. So Dave, how are you doing today? Hi, Lee. Yeah, I'm doing very, very well on yourself. Yeah, so far, so good. It's 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 still early, but it's been a long day already. So far. <laughs> uh, well, I want to go ahead and jump right in because we got a lot to get to today. Uh, to start things off, before we jump into the bulk of the questions I have for you, can you just give us a, a short introduction on your working experience? Um, yeah, sure. This is going to probably give my age away, but uh, I started as an operator in the late 1970s at a mobile refinery and uh, rose up through the ranks to become a shift manager in the kind of the mid-90s. Uh, during this time, I had the opportunity to participate in several new plant startups, project commissioning activities, and so on, and so I developed a, a reasonably well-defined knowledge of the refinery. In the early 2000s, uh, I took an assignment into the training function as part of a refinery-wide drive to improve operator training. I ended my career at the refinery as the refinery operations training coordinator responsible for operator training, including new hires. And in this role, uh, along with a uh, colleague of mine, I redesigned the new hire operator training program. And up until early 2008, when I left to join KBC, we had successfully put around 120 new hires through the program. <laughs> So you got a little bit of experience is what you're saying. <laughs> I've been around the block a few times, yeah. Excellent. So let's talk about shift handover. Uh, I'm kind of curious. So what constitutes an effective shift handover? An effective shift handover is a well-structured verbal exchange of safety, quality, production, and equipment status information conducted at the place of work, supported by a detailed digital shift log featuring an hour-by-hour hour account of the shift activities. And with that, with, with, with people doing it verbally and whatnot, I'm sure there can be a lot of challenges. So can you just talk a little bit of, of some of the pitfalls that can happen when you're conducting this shift handover? Yeah, any, anywhere where there's a reliance on human-to-human -human communication, um, there are opportunities for miscommunication, misunderstandings, and even misinterpretation to occur. Uh, this tends to contribute to a lack of situational awareness of the oncoming shift of accurate safety, quality, production, and equipment status information. And um, depending, on the, depending on the information shared, this could result in possible safety, quality, or production incidents. Prime examples where poor shift handovers contributed to uh, incidents worldwide include the loss of the Piper Alpha offshore platform. The, um, that was back in 1988, I think. The uh, Texas City explosion in 2005 and also the Buntsfield tank bomb incident also in 2005. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that was going to be my next question is because with that poor shift handover, I mean, yeah, as, as you just mentioned, the effects can be detrimental uh, to an organization. Um, is there any other, is there any other, I guess, challenges when it comes to a poor shift handover that might not be so detrimental? Yeah, um, if you if 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 you experience one of these one of these incidents um, post a, a a shift handover on your actual shift that you're on, um, this you know this can involve and can affect the the self confidence of the team, 
and depending on the severity of the incident could well end up questioning their ability to do their jobs. It can be very, very, um, what's the word I want to use, psychologically damaging for, for the shift team. Uh, it really is a, a, a huge hit to their, uh, their self-confidence in being able to operate the plant. Mm-hmm. So then uh, this is a great follow-up to my next question. And is, is, of course, we know the detrimental effects that can happen with this poor shift handover. So I guess the big question is, how do you prevent poor communication during that shift handover? You need to put in place a structured, what we would call a structured end-to-end shift workflow that encompasses the entire process. So from the offgoing shift communication to the ongoing shift, so that little activity that happens, and then a a work process that lays out the execution of the actual current shift, the, the actual operators and whatever tasks they're executing, and then last but not least, of course, the communication by that shift to the new oncoming shift. Mm-hmm. You then just need to support this with a structured digital shift log and a shift handover system where the shift activities are all accurately recorded. Now, these digital shift log and handover tools, the the real value of them is that they will provide you a, a, a very good measure of traceability uniform format and structured content, as well as being able to incorporate key process data into the report and therefore making the report much more informative and specific to the process. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned digital tools because that's kind of where I want to go in, uh, to next, uh, especially ways to optimize this shift handover. So I guess to start off with, uh, can you tell me a little bit more about uh, Yoka Gao's operations management suite? Yeah, Yokogawa's uh, operations management suite integrates um, the structured shift uh, team workflows with structured data. It provides a holistic view to monitor, control, and report plant operations, and it enables data analysis leading to operational insights and timeliness of decision making. The actual uh, module, the actual operations uh, management uh, system includes six distinct modules. There's a shift log module, a shift handover module, a work instruction module, which, which if you connect to the two, to the shift log and the shift handover module, uh, provides a very uh, comprehensive shift communications package. And then mm-hmm. there is also a permit to work module, a management of change module, and an, HS, an HSC man- management module. Okay. The, uh, the system is, um, is web-based for easy installation and can be linked to customizable KPI dashboards if necessary. And these can be built to indicate, you know, production, safety, quality information from a site level down to an individual plant level. And in addition to this, um, which is a, a really good advantage of, the, of this uh, software, is that it allows a seamless integration with third-party systems such as laboratory sample results, uh, production data from a DCS historian, field operator data from a portable digital data tool, equipment status notifications, alarms, and and even data from procedure automation tools. It, and I and I I want to go back to the to the uh, shift um, focus in the module that you're talking about. So I'm kind of curious, does the KBC's shift team effectiveness standard fit in with Yokogawa's operations management tools? Yeah, Lee. Good question. Yeah, there's a great fit, an absolutely really, really good fit. Um, KBC's shift team effectiveness standard is pr- presents a holistic approach to improving and ensuring the effectiveness of the shift team. The standard's got four major areas. 
with a total of 14 individual elements. The, um, the four areas are organizational capability, which focuses on ensuring that the, plant, the point of manufacturing employees are competent and disciplined to execute their jobs. It also looks at the work environment, uh, and th this, is, this is the plant and control room environment, as well as the integrity of the plant equipment. It looks at information technology and focuses on the application of digital process system and control tools intended to increase safety, optimize production, and reduce operational risk. And last but not least, um, actually probably the most important one for me anyway, is operating practices. This is the focus on ensuring the application of best practice, best practice work processes, and more importantly, operational discipline. And now what our readers, of course, love to hear because the, the, the technology is, is fantastic. You know all the benefits of it, but they want to know how it works in action. So I'm kind of curious, do you have any type of uh, brief case history to share on this? Yeah, since since um, KBC was bought by Yokogawa, we've had a great opportunity with a client out in the Far East. Um, it's a very, very, very big refining and petrochemicals plant. And their challenge was they came to us and said they would like us to support their drive towards improving shift team effectiveness. Uh, and we, as part of the project, we uh, said to them that what we would like to do in order to help them with this was would be to implement some digital shift management tools. So currently uh, we're on phase two of the project. Phase one was uh, executed between January and October in 2018. And a combined KBC Yokogawa team carried out an assessment of their current shift operations practices. And we focused on shift handover and also field operator competency. At the commencement of the project, the KBC Yokogawa team helped the client to select some change agents who were incorporated into the, into the team right from the outset. The assessment took the form of a series of one-on-one -on -one interviews and workflow discovery sessions with the, with the shift teams, the shift and plant management. And this uh, proved to be very beneficial as it helped the client change agents to buy into the project approach and the delivery methodology as well. Uh, the combined uh, KBC Okagawa team, we designed, installed, and implemented a digital shift log and a shift handover system, and uh, along with a supporting shift management workflow. The, um, the team then supported the implementation of the, strict, uh, the structured uh, shift handover protocols. And then, as I say, that was closed out in October 2018. Phase two uh, commenced in June 2019 and is still ongoing. And what we did in the, what we've done in this phase is we the, we combined KBC Yokogawa team once again supported the client with the install, installation and implementation of the work instruction module, which was designed to link with the uh, with the shift log and handover tools implemented in phase one. And once again, from the outset, we've incorporated the change agents into the team. And this has been very, very successful, very, very useful, I should say, uh, especially with the travel restrictions that have been brought on you know, this year specifically due to uh, due to COVID. The uh, the other thing that the, the KBC Yokogawa team did, which is not necessarily linked directly with the shift handover, is we've helped them implement some procedure automation tools, which they found very, very beneficial. The KBC team at the moment, we're... Uh, currently coaching the shift uh, the, the shift teams with a specific focus on the panel operator and shift and the supervisor job positions and up until um, January this year we'd had regular virtual we, we've had we had regular meetings with them um, and since then we've had we've had a couple of uh, virtual meetings to discuss progress the real 
I would say the real benefit of, of the way that we've conducted this project is the combined KBC Okagawa team worked very, very closely with the client change agents throughout the entire program. And what it did is it helped them to understand, uh, well, it certainly helped us, I should say, to understand their specific challenges and to develop a solution that worked for them and was practical. Uh, this has always been something in the back of my mind when working with clients. It's make sure that what, you know, whatever solution we come up with them, it needs to be practical and it needs to be something they can implement. We, uh, what we did is we, we, dis we worked, uh, we designed the shift team workflow um, after a series of workflow process discovery sessions that the, the change agents and the shift team, shift teams and the plant management uh, supported. And this was crucial um in, in to convince the client team to adopt a whole new way of working basically what we did is we got them to across a wall in one of the one of the rooms and uh, on the site was we got them to plan out exactly how do they manage the the shift handover you know what are the activities that they go through who who does what and when and we got them to provide us with supporting documentation uh, if you know if they said to us well at this point the operator writes a log. We said, okay, we want to see a uh, we want to see a copy of what that log looks like. Um, and what it did for certainly for us as well as for the client is when you lay this out on a wall and you're able to look at the entire process, um, which which extends over an entire um, eight or sixteen hour day, you start to very very quickly identify the gaps that are in it and 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 the gaps that are there. And part of the process, once this was laid out on the wall, we uh, we invited the well. We had a good look, and we could see where the, we knew we, we we could see where the gaps were. But we uh, we invited the client to to point out where they thought the gaps were. And what was really interesting to us was the the gaps that that we already could see were in there were the exact same gaps that the client had uh, identified as well. So that was very very um, that was very satisfying for us. And to date, they've they've expressed their satisfaction with the installation, and uh, they're planning to to implement this across the site. And some of the comments that we've had from them recently is the whole structured, the whole structure that we've given them for um, the way of actually conducting their shift from the time they get to work until the time they go home, along with the with the digital templates. It's it ensures uh, information completeness. Uh, it's easier to search for related information, you know, so it supports data analysis and troubleshooting. So if they want to go back and look at a log uh, from a week or two uh, previously, it's a whole lot easier to, to search through that than to look through a manual handwritten log. Um, the system uh, supports the tracking of outstanding work items. The log sheet's a lot more legible compared to a handwritten one, which I had to have a good giggle at because uh, when I remember back in the logs that we used to write back in the late 1970s, they were shocking, quite honestly. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> and and the last one, which they've which which they've started using recently, is the, the way because everything is now digital, they're able to upload pictures and documents as supporting information. So, if during the shift something actually happened and they and they'd like to you know, take a photograph of a spill or something that happened, they can actually take that picture and upload it into the system and it's there for the oncoming shifts to see and for management to see. Um, management, on the other hand, can attach um, uh, documents, checklists, procedures, and any of these kind of things to the communications that they issue to their shift teams and it just makes it a whole lot easier for that whole communication thing to happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's great. So it's, it's pretty incredible how these digital technologies 
are just advancing and optimizing the way operations happen, especially with shift change or because, yeah, I like you go back to the, the question about the, some of the handwriting. It, you know, you're like, is that a three or a four? That's kind of crucial. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> make sure. yeah. And and also the thing is when you when you're relying on a human to put the information in, it's it's the information that I think that I think maybe the other guy needs to know. So my log might be more complete or even less complete than the other guys. So what actually happens is you have this, you, you don't have a uniform level of, of, of uh, detailed data input and, and information input into the log, which, which if the plant's running okay, is not a real problem. It's when, it's when things aren't running as well as they should do to try and understand exactly what did the previous shift do, especially if you're coming back from uh, a couple of days off as part of your shift cycle, Mm-hmm. And you come back and you start reading these rather incomplete logs. Uh, and then typically, you know, your your colleagues start telling you, oh, well, you know, yesterday or whatever, this actually happened and we had a product quality problem here. But none of it's actually been properly documented. So trying to go back and to troubleshoot and understand, well, what happened and what was the remedial action taken starts becoming very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah, especially as, as you mentioned earlier, some of the detrimental effects that can happen whenever they're you know, something might be left out or something's not known uh, with that shift handover. So yeah, it, it's, the consequences can be pretty fatal. So uh, well, it's definitely a very crucial topic. And with that, we really, really want to appreciate you uh, taking some time for us today, Dave, because um, we know how busy your schedule is. So we really appreciate you giving us some time on your expertise on this crucial topic, which is affecting the industry. So really want to thank you for joining us. Yeah, um, thanks. Thanks very much, Lee. Thanks for inviting me on. Absolutely. And lastly, of course, we want to thank all of you for listening to Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column.